I literally... Oh, okay, so this, this car could be a neighbor's car. Let's just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone in here that isn't able to read this, we thank you that you would heal their eyesight now in the name of Jesus and they would be able to see. So good. Um, just on the back of that test, it's so funny, I literally just did... <laughs> jumped up and down started to get crazy cramp in my leg and I'm like no so I'm going to treat it as a word of knowledge and then hopefully hopefully it will go away um who who just on the back of that testimony it's really uh, important is muy importante and I'm just letting you know I had an impartation to be able to speak Spanish for the last three days so I literally went into from zero to hero no joke they're like yeah 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 Daryl can just translate I'm like yeah nah um but I just want to say this, on the back of a testimony, it's really important that we get people engaged with that testimony. Is there anyone apart from me um, that has an issue walking right now, that has any pain in any of their legs or their hips or anything else? Okay, can you, can you all stand up and go into the aisle for me? We're going to do something in faith right now. Um, there, is a realm of, there is a realm of healing. There is an atmosphere of healing right now. Um, if you can't walk, can you not walk at all or a little bit? Okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a female and female person, either out of the internship or wherever, it doesn't really matter, but just someone that's connected to the church, yeah, great, so just hold your hand, and you're just going to walk with them, it's fine, so you just need one, one each, yeah, Trish, you're fine, so just going alongside and just holding their hand, and what, all we're going to do is actually, oh, there's like, oh, you might bump into each other, it might be like a circuit, um, but I just want to kind of just get some walking going, I want to show you something, because we're in an atmosphere of healing, this is me pulling on the realm that was already there this morning, so we can actually see on the back of the miracles, yes, we'll hear some next week, but how many of you know God wants to heal now too? And so can you just start to, just start to walk, just gently, and while I'm going to still talk, but these guys, don't be distracted. Let me tell you this. We, there was a guy, keep, just keep walking, and, and there's restoration, and we're going to hear in a minute what, what God does. God does. That's like did and does, or did. <laughs> did and whatever. Okay, so, let's, uh, so we're going to pray. So put your hands towards these people. She can't walk. She can't walk at all. Oh, that's a great one. Okay, perfect. Amber. Amber says you need a tow truck. That's not going to work. Okay, now, okay, so what we're going to do, this is really important. Now, we're not going to force you to do anything you can't do. Um, uh, can you just put, uh, uh, you can do it. Let's, let's, actually, let's get, no, let's get Megan. Megan, can you come and pray? And that's not to say that you can't do it. So Megan's just going to lay hands right now. And we're going to see, let me tell you this right now. We have seen so many healings. And why can't we, on the back of that testimony, see a healing even right now? But you have to move. You actually have to do something you couldn't do before because it actually accesses a realm of faith. And you can testify in a minute. Now, this isn't in any way the power of suggestion. We don't want any of that. We only want true, bona fide healing. That's all we want. So if it, I used to have, um, this is it's not disgusting, but you can, whatever. I used to have a lump in my mouth, like in the on the lip, on the inside, like it was a lump, it was a, a, like a tumour, a growth. And I remember I used to do healing rooms, and I had never, ever, ever gone up for prayer for it, ever in my entire life. And it wasn't, it never really disturbed me. I didn't think to myself, oh my goodness, there's a, a lump or a tumour in my mouth, or it was just a lump in, inside of my, and I had it for years. And I remember I was in a meeting, and I started to give a word of knowledge, and I was giving words of knowledge for different healing, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I sat down, and I literally felt my tongue where the tumor was, where the lump was, and it was completely disappeared. And it's still not there now. 20 years on, it's still not there. Or not 20, 15 years on, it's still not there. So I'm saying to you right now, it was an, the reason I'm saying that is this, it was an atmosphere of healing. 
Right now, in here is an atmosphere of healing. So if you need something, it would behoove you to pull on the atmosphere, to actually pull on it to start to see a realm of healing. Now, you might be, please don't be distracted. These guys are walking around. You're going, okay, they're walking up and down and all that. But what's really interesting is this. If one of these people gets healed of a condition where they can't walk, how good is God, always anyway, but how much does that change their life today? And as part of the body of Christ and the ecclesia, how much more should we want to see extreme levels of breakthrough in, 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 whenever we can? How many of you know that that's, that's real? Because, you know, people brought people to Jesus all the time. And they're like, okay, they're good. are they distracting the teacher? And a lot of the time he's like, no, 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 my time is now. You know, bring them. And they brought all the sick and they brought everyone. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, so I just want to encourage you that I really mean there's going to be a glory. No, no apologies. But, but there, there, were prof, there, were, there were healing evangelists and healers for many, many years, primarily through the 40s and 50s. They were called, the God, they were called God's generals. And, and you used to watch their meetings online. Yes, people were sitting down. You would see people being brought in in stretchers, people walking around, people just never, never think that everything was completely calm and plain sailing and perfect when Jesus was ministering. It wasn't, it wasn't, do you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, I feel like we think that it was a really clean, like, auditorium, and Jesus stood up, there was no noises, nothing, and then everyone was complete. It doesn't work like that, because, because where the kingdom of heaven is, the kingdom of darkness has to be dispelled. This is really, really true. Now, I'm, I really believe, and I'm not just saying, are you starting to feel, uh, which, which one needs the leg healing? <laughs> D, okay, I'm like, you both of you, I'm like, bam, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's, there's a real no, so I'm telling you right now no joke I literally go into their realm I can feel a realm of healing just by standing next to them that is crazy now, now tell you can feel it right yeah fire fire she can feel the fire for a change and so and so and so what's interesting I, I can literally feel it and there were angels in here when we were worshipping today and let me tell you this right now the angels are still here now and what are they doing they're here to minister to the heirs of salvation and so I can feel, now, now tell us what, you, if you don't want to, not too much intimate detail, I don't know if it is, but uh, just tell us what was wrong with your legs or your walking. Oh, I've got, um, what do you call it, in the neck, like the twist. Curvature? <clears throat> Scoliosis. Scoliosis. Slight but, slight, but then it's like, it affects everything and the shoulder dropping and then the hip sore and then the, the slow back sore. Okay, so they prayed for you this morning? Oh, they didn't. Okay. Well, that's the that was the very word of knowledge they got. So I'll stand in. In el nombre de Jesús. In español solo. Okay. Wow, it really is good. All right. Okay. So, so can I just get a catcher, a male catcher? That'd be awesome. Really, someone really strong. No, no, no. You're okay. You're okay. I love. I love. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Trish is so ready. So I go. Can I get a catcher? She's like, <laughs> you're awesome. Okay. So I'm going to show. So everyone, put your hands towards. A D right now. <laughs> and, and watch this. Watch this. Now, no one touch her. No one touch her. I'm going to show you show an angel working. Just stand back. Just stop. Just move back. And just put your hands up. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. From the top of her head to the sole of her foot, right now, we command a correction in the shoulders. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the hip. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the spine, now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. There it is. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for a full healing and a permanent correction over her body right now. Just look, just watch. You can open your eyes. Not you, everyone else. (laughs) 
Okay, now, now watch this. I'm going to show you something. So there's an angel starting to minister. It starts to come. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit working. There it is. Bam! It's not even, you don't even need to do anything. It's, she's fine. Now, it, the, 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 falling on the, the falling on the ground like that, heavily on the head, is the thing that will probably heal her now. <laughs> Did she, is she okay? Is she all right? Okay, just leave her for a second. Okay, so we command a full healing over that right now. You know, there is something in here. I just felt the Lord say, we used to minister with angels all the time, demonstration angels, and we worked with one just recently. And what would happen is you start to minister, an angel would just come in. And I just literally felt the Lord say that people were going to get gold dust on their hands today. Not for the sake of gold dust. I know. Not for the sake of gold dust, but for the sake of proving the reality of the kingdom of heaven. It's much greater than this place. We had some amazing testimonies of people being given, that had no money, being given multiple gems to be able to fund orphanages. Literally, they would just appear, they'd worship, and the gems would just appear, and they're no priceless. It's amazing, amazing testimonies. So this isn't about gold dust. Everyone say that. This is not about gold dust. This is about Jesus. This is it. And when I used to work, I used to work at a place called Gloria Jeans, and I used to be a barista. And I used to work with, with all of these school kids. And I used to go, and I was the oldest person there. And I remember working with these school kids, and, and they used to go, I used to say, hey, do you want to see something really cool? And they'd go, yeah, we want to see something really cool. And I'd say, okay, everyone wash your hands right now. So I used to get all the girls and the guys, they used to go and wash their hands, and then they used to come out, and I'd say, put your hands out, and I'd get them to put their hand out. And I used to touch the bottom of their hands, and they would literally get gold dust on their hands. And I did it constantly. And they would go, hey, do it for my friend. And I'd go, okay, you know why God would always turn up? Because he wanted to prove his existence, and that was the thing that spoke to them. You know, how many times do you see conjurers and illusionists and all these people giving people a level of understanding, a dark and demonic level of understanding of the supernatural? How much more are we called to do in the body of Christ to demonstrate the fullness of the kingdom of heaven, which is the love of God made manifest through Jesus Christ? So good. How are you going? feel like this. <laughs> it's feeling a little bit better. Like I've often had sore feet or sore knees. Like if I want to go for a walk after tea, um, I'll get a couple of hundred metres down the road and I'll be going, that's it, it's time to go back home because I just hurt. But it's starting to feel a tiny bit better? Awesome. It's so good. So let's just stretch our hands. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for full healing in the, the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now that there will be no further issue. I speak a release over your physical body right now, over every part. No, um, I need a, a male. Not that you're, um, yeah just want someone stronger. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just command. Now, well, I'm going to show you something. So there is, a, there is something wrapped around her. I'm going to show you how you unwrap it. See how my finger is here? And it says, even if we drive out demons by the finger of God, watch this. So I'm not, not even joking, because actually what you end up doing is start to address something in the realm of the Spirit. And I didn't know, there it is there. I can, but they run away, so then you have to, I mean, we've done this so, we used to do this so much in the deliverance room and stuff, didn't we, Christina? We used to do this so often, you know. And so I'm going to show you something. So they actually catch the vertebrae. And so, and so Father, right now, it's okay. Now, now just come and loose right now. You can just feel stuff, and stuff that untangles from people. You've got to understand that people, things tangle people up. How many people have ever been in glory and you start to spin? People spin. It's because a demon's coming off you. No, I'm twirling for Jesus. No, there's a demon wrapped itself around and the angel is... That's so crazy. Now you're going, oh my goodness, how can you say that? Ask the Lord. And so it happens often, just when there's, when, there's, when there's stuff that wraps itself around, it's twisting. We're not supposed to be twisted. We can be twirled by the Lord, 
But how many of you know that we, if you're, you're yeah, anyway, let's, we'll move into something else. Okay, awesome. Is everyone doing right? No, just leave, oh, yeah, still catch her, sorry. But you can feel her. I'm telling you right now, there are angels ministering. And it says, and if you've got an issue with this, is Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. says that angels ministered to Jesus. There is nothing wrong with it. We don't focus on the angels. They are sent by the word of God. So we, we know. And, and she's untangling right now. And there's an, she's being untangled right now. And so, Father, we thank you. And how great would the testimony be if she walks out and she goes, oh, you know what? I never had that feeling. Now, see how she's, see it's twisting? She's twisting because it's caught it. And now she's being uncaught or, un, or, or it's being severed. Okay, so good. Paul said in the book of Corinthians, we did not come, he, he goes to Athens and he goes to Greece. And how many of you know which principality was over Greece? The Prince of Greece. And what's the, <laughs> and what's the Prince of Greece? Prince of Greece is all about head knowledge. So what did Paul do when he went to Athens? What did he say? He said, I didn't come here with wise persuasive words. Why did he say that? Because wise persuasive words weren't actually what needed to happen. He said, but I came here with a demonstration of the spirit and of power. And that's the demonstration that comes. This is a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Not wise, persuasive words. I've told you the story before when we had that minister come into our house. I had a minister come into my house and, and she was a, a pretty anti the prophetic, anti healing. Not anti, but just never broken open to it. And I literally saw an angel come into the house and the Lord told me, he said, get her to close her eyes. She closed her eyes and she said, I feel someone touching my feet. She started to cry and there was a level of awakening for her into the things of the supernatural. You see, this realm, whether you believe it or not, I'm not saying anyone here rule, you know, whether you believe it exists or it, you don't doesn't really matter for the spirit world. Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? We go, hold on. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Because it still exists. Does that make sense? It's like people that go, in, go into it, it, it. This is a really big deal. She's going to get real, really healed. Okay, cool. Uh, so don't, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. And, and it's just so interesting that, there's, that God wants to unlock this reality of who we are in the spirit world. So can you put up um, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 for me? I'm going to minister and we're going to, we're going to minister and... Uh, is she all right? Okay, so but it says, but solid food, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, age, age. But solid food are, belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to both discern both good and evil. It says, but solid food, let's, let's put up verse 13, chapter 5, verse 13. I want you to catch this. It says this, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. And then look what it accredits maturity in to the body of Christ. Look, look, what, it accredit, look what the word of God accredits to being mature in Christ. Verse 14, But solid food belongs to those who, by, who are of full age, which is a mature sons, which is a we are sons, which is the maturity of this, what Jesus, behold, this is my, we are, this is when Jesus was a full age, mature, able to operate in the sevenfold spirit of God from Isaiah chapter 11. It says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use, by training and practice, just like Rocky, 
been watching Rocky at the moment. I started on Creed. Did Creed 1, 2, 3. Don't watch that one. Then I went down to the Rockies. Why? What did God speak? God was speaking to me. I actually had a dream. Speaking to me about victory and training. Training and being equipped for victory. So yes, I'm reading the Bible and I'm not just watching the movie to get a word. But the Lord has told me that the movie carried a spirit that he wanted to show me. And that is actually what it looks like to go into a place of hard out training to be able to come into this next thing. So where it says here, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use, having trained and exercised their senses, which senses? Their spiritual senses. Exercise, sorry, their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. So there's a distinguishing between spirits, a discernment that comes. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3 talks about, or verse 7, talks about distinguishing between spirits. So what, name me a spirit. Is the Holy Spirit a spirit? He sure is. Is the Father a spirit? He sure is. He's saying, hold on. God is spirit. Is Jesus a spirit? Does it say in the word the spirit of Christ? Dwells in our, is Christ a spirit? Yes. So are angels spirits? Are not all angels, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, ministering spirits? sent to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Are demonic spirits spirits? Demons are spirits too. Is the human spirit a spirit? It's called the human spirit. So what does it say here? It says, by reason of use, we have, our, we, we have solid food then because we've had our senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So what does that mean? It means when we have exercised not when we're not mature in the law, but when as we mature in God, we exercise and then we're able to discern and pick up what spirit is in operation. Because people say to me, how do you know what an angel is? This. How do you know an angel has come in the room? Because I have a discernment that there is an angel in the room because I've been able to discern the spiritual origin of what I'm feeling in the realm of the spirit. Does that make sense? That's by reason of use. And I've been doing this for a long, long time. And I, I see because I'm a seer. So what happens is that we start to then, so then an angel comes in. And what did I say we're going to do? When an angel comes in, what would we do? We partnered with the angel. So what I'm teaching you now is in the paradigm of solid food. Because each of us is, is called to, thank you so much, Christina. And she, oh, she's really going to get whacked today. Good. Um, but solid food is for the mature who by reason of use. And so I'm speaking to you guys about heavenly realities. Okay. So I'm speaking to you guys today about heavenly realities. You see, Jesus said, if I tell you earthly things, I mean, Todd's been talking about this. He says, I've been trying to tell you earthly things and you don't believe how on earth am I ever going to be able to tell you heavenly things? I'm telling you something so small with regards to levels of revelation right now. I'm not having a go at anyone in here. He's talking about partnering with the angelic. That's not what today's about. But I want to explain something to you. That is absolutely base level. Base level. Do you know how you know that? Because in Acts, Acts, when Peter is unlocked from prison, there's a knock at the door, and they say, to, they, they say Rhoda, Rhoda the servant, so they've got a servant in the house, she runs to the door, then she runs back, and she goes, Peter's at the door! And the believers go, you are out of your mind. Mucho loco. Crazy. Por qué? Por qué tú loco? Why are you crazy? 
And do you know what? And do you know? Um, do you know what they, they say to her? You're out of your mind. It's just this angel. Just this angel. In the original Hebrew culture, and trust me, I've studied this out. In the original Hebrew culture, they believed that the angel that was called to look after you actually took on your form and appearance. Shakaraba. And you can research that as much as you want. So I'm saying to you, how crazy is that? How normal was it? Paul said, don't worry, he's on the ship. The ship's being blasted. I'm being very animated today. But, you know, it's like the perfect storm. You know, they're just all about to die. But for the sake of Paul, really, the ship's about to get wrecked. Everyone's freaking out. And Paul gets up and he goes, he calls everyone to him on the ship, all the workers on the ship. He says, don't worry. Last night an angel came and talked to me and said everything's going to be fine. I moved house because an ain't. I moved house. Can someone just check on the, uh, the head? I moved house because an angel came into my office and shook my chair. And I said, what is this? What's happening, Lord? And the Lord said, I've set a house apart for you in a high place. This is a transition angel, trans-relocation angel, actually designed to help you move house. No joke. Now, I'm not saying we, we then look to the angels for all that stuff, and this isn't about angels. This is about this concept of tapping into really what should be the base reality of how we operate. The base reality of how we operate. I, I am 100% believe that we should in no way be bringing any kind of adoration into the angelic. We don't go, oh, I adore that angel. No. Fellow, fellow, fellow co-workers, book of Revelation, he falls down because the angel is so magnificent. He goes, don't worship me, I'm just a fellow servant. Fellow co-worker, how many of you have ever been into your office, walk into your office, and all of the people are in your office, and And everyone's like, "Uh, morning, morning, morning. Let me tell you this right now. There are angels that are released to all of us. And I believe that believers are very, 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 very potentially bad at even picking up picking them up when they're in the room, when we're actually called to have our senses exercised, to have a level of sensitivity to them being around. If an angel's in my house, I say, Holy Spirit, why is it there? Why? Because it behooves me to partner with that angel. Because it came on the Word of God. And only the Word of God. So why? But so many believers, no, no. I remember I was in Buckingham Palace, and I've said this story many times before. When I looked at the angel, I looked up and I went, I wonder where the angels are that look after the Queen. I can see in the Spirit. So I looked up. There was an angel literally came down and do you remember? started to tickle me outside Buckingham Palace. This was a time just after the, it was when everything, London was on high terrorist alerts. And I remember it started to tickle me. Do you remember this? And I'm there and Belinda's like, what are you doing? Don't do this. This is like bucket, the gates of Buckingham Palace. It starts tickling me. And I'm like, what is this? And I literally go there. I call it the tickling angel of Buckingham Palace. And I literally walk off afterwards. Literally walk off. Uh, I call the story that. I literally walk off after I've been tickled by this thing by this angel, and I literally hear the words, and Todd's got stories to literally hear the words, thank you, it's been so long since someone acknowledged me. And I literally had visions of multitudes of believers coming to be wowed by the palace, but to never acknowledge that there was a spiritual authority over the queen at that time. How interesting is that? Did I worship? No. But there was a level of awareness, and God wants to bring us into that level of awareness. So how do we activate these spiritual places and these spiritual senses. How do we get them activated? I'm glad you asked. Can you put up um, 1 Samuel chapter 3 for me? And It's really, really simple. Todd has been talking about practicing the presence of God. 
And I'm just going to do this really practically today, really quickly, and, and, and then we're going to, well, relatively quickly, and then we're going to move into dinner time. How many people like eating? Come on. No? Okay. Hungry for the things of the Spirit? Don't, don't be all religious on me. Come on. <laughs> just, oh, someone clapped. I'm like, yeah, come on. Okay, all good. Okay. Okay, let's read this together. We like doing that. Can we do the NASB just because I, it's my, you know, my favorite version. Uh, uh, just because I like the New King James, the King James, and the NASB, and the Amplified because they're literal translations. They literally take the literal Greek and Hebrew and put it into, and put it into English. Uh, obviously, there are translation errors in every, in every translation. Let's read this together. Oh, we can, oh, she's changing it. I should have just gone with that. I can just, I'll just go, we'll just go in that version. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Keep going. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when, the eyes, when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of the God, the lamp of the God, lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was. And while Samuel was laying down, read it with me. You actually have to read it. The, the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. Now just pause it there. I believe that this is a reality. Over many, many believers, no one in this room, no one listening to the podcast, no one in any churches that you know, so don't worry. But, but this thing the Lord came and called, Sam, called Samuel. Here I am. Remember it says no widespread revelation. Next one. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. He heard the word of the Lord. He heard the call, but he went to the wrong source. Shakarapa. Okay, next. The Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. Keep going. This is my favorite bit. So, so the Lord called Samuel again for a third time. How many of you know God's gracious? I'm going to get it through to him in the end. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli, Eli discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. This is so interesting. The priest discerned. The third time the priest discerned. This is really interesting. This is actually a really, really big deal, but I'm not going to go into the fullness of this on this service, but this is a really big deal. So, so the priest then finally discerned that God was calling the boy. Uh, the priest, I'm going to say that again, finally discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. I'll say that one more time just for those people. The priest finally discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. Uh, for your, and, and he said, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you, that you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is Shema before you. That's what he says in Hebrew. Your servant is Shema before you, which is to hear and to obey, to incline to the word of the Lord. It's to hear and to obey is the same word. So it's not just hearing. Hearing isn't enough. You actually have to obey. Remember we talked about earlier, minimum, minimum, I'll move with you. And God's like, yeah, yeah, uh, you will move this much with me. But how many of you know God knows the condition of your heart? And, and obviously Christine has been doing lots of stuff Lots of teaching on this, but everything is in here. Everything is in here. God, I'll go anywhere. And he's like, wow, I wish that was true. God, I'll do anything. Gosh, I wish that was true. But he wants to bring you to a place where it is true, where you have the fullness of a Shemaha. When Solomon asked for wisdom, what did he ask for? Did he ask for wisdom? In the original Hebrew, he asked for a Shemaha. 
He said, God, will you give me a heart that hears and obeys? That's literally, will you give me the ability to be Shemar before you? That's literally what Solomon prayed, Solomon prayed, and that's what he got answered in the dream. That's literally it. So, okay, cool. Okay. So uh, Samuel went and laid down in his, pla- wait, went loud, didn't it? in his place, and verse 10. Then the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Keep going. Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And then in that, oh, we won't go into this now, but do you know what happens? Do you know what word Samuel gets? The death of his mentor. Go, go lie down. And then he begs him. He goes, tell me, what did he say? And Samuel must have been, can you imagine? Imagine your mentor, your oversight, you get a word for him. He's going to die. And there's going to be a judgment, hectic judgment, just not on him. I'm not going to go into 1 Samuel chapter 4 and 5, but that is really what I wanted to, I, I, I want to go into Dagon, and I'm going to be talking about the dismantling of Dagon internally. That's what I'm going to go into next. I'm not going to do it today because it's already 25 to 5, but I will go into that. Okay, so, but this is, but we'll kind of frame it up as a beginning today. So, so it's really cool. So what happens is that, that he, get, he gets this word for Eli. It's not super encouraging. And then Eli begs him, please tell me, whatever it is, it's just hectic, you know. And it's like, okay, let me let you know, uh, everyone's going to die. <laughs> and it's all your fault. And so, and so what's, what's really cool, though, is, is let's just start at the start here. Where it, what is Samuel doing? When the Lord calls him, it says that he is laying down by the Ark of the Covenant. What does the Ark of the Covenant represent? The what? The presence of the Lord. You see, where the presence of the Lord is, there is the dismantling of things that, are set, that have set themselves up against who God is, which is why when the ark was in the temple of Dagon, the, it keeps on falling because it can't stand in the presence. And I'm, I'm not going to go into that now. But what I do want to say is this. What I do want to say is this. The more time we spend in the presence, the more activated we get to be able to discern. And that's how we start to have our senses exercised, by practicing the presence of God, by lying down in the presence of God. What happened to, where, where, where was Joshua found? What does it say? Where did Joshua used to hang out? So Moses was, who, who's, who's aid, oh, I just told you the answer, but whose aid was um, Joshua? Moses' aid. So Josh, can I have a water? Is there a water anywhere? There's a used water. I could get, uh, get Lurgies, but I'd rather not. And so, did you used to call it Lurgies when you were little? She's got Lurgies. He's got Lurgies. You call it Cooties? I don't even know what it is. I don't know. I don't, I'm not from Australia. I don't know. Okay. All right, Lurgies. All right. Lurgies, you're it. Okay, now, okay. But what I want to say, what I wanted to say in that is this. Is I want to, I want to touch on something. It says that Joshua... It says that Moses went up to the tent. Let's put a, oh, it was a long chapter, Exodus 33. Let's go from um, verse 17. I'll see if I can just catch a tiny bit of it. I don't want to go too much. But Moses was in the tabernacle. He was tabernacling. How many of you know that as a Christian, you can't live a Christian life without tabernacling? What does tabernacling mean? Abiding in, thank you so much, abiding in the presence of the Lord. So how many people like to abide in the presence of God? How many people feel like it's kind of fruitless when they do it? What am I actually doing? You're waiting on God. You're honoring him when you stay in that place. 
This is so, so important. So, so Moses' aide, Joshua, wanted to be by the tent. Where was everyone else? Not near the tent of meeting because they were scared. They were scared. This is so interesting. How many people are scared to spend time with God? <laughs> I know some of you are like, oh, you, you've read my mail. Some of us are scared, actually, because God carries mercy, love, but justice. And there is a spirit called the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Again, I'm not going to go into that now. But it says this. But it says, now, therefore, oh, no, it's not seven, no, 17. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to find the dwelling Oh, it's not, it's not even here. It doesn't matter. Okay, all right. Exodus 33, just read the whole chapter. In the whole chapter, basically what happens is that, that it says that Moses went up often up the mountain to spend time with the Lord. Okay? He, met, he went often up there. But it says that Joshua, his aide, remained in the tabernacle. Remained. He was abiding in the tabernacle. What was he doing? Pray, praising, worship, connecting, doing his thing. Practicing the presence of God or meditating with the Lord. Meditation is not an ugly word. You're allowed to meditate with God. It's a Christian word. It's okay. You're actually allowed to meditate with God. It says that Isaac was meditating before he was then brought his, his Rebecca. It says, and you can put up Psalm 4, 4. It says, meditate on your bed. There is something about allowing the word of God to dwell richly in your hearts. You come into that place of connecting with the Lord and you start to enjoy his presence. And guess what happens? Your spiritual senses get exercised. Do you know people go, how did you hear the presence of God? Well, first of all, I was desperate. How do you hear the word of God? I was desperate to hear his word. So hungry. I'm angry. It's is that, that's what they say in South America. That's how they pronounce angry. And I'm like, no one's angry. They're all angry. That's what he kept on saying. And he was trying to say the word hungry. And so, so in Psalm 4.4, it says, meditate on your bed. Practice the presence of the Lord. Not wait, just sit there for no reason, but actually incline your heart and say, God, speak for your servant is listening. Equip me, train me, build me. Ex- allow me to exercise my spiritual senses in order that I can discern both God and evil, but also so I can know what you're saying. You know, so many Christians can't hear God's voice. Big problem. Mas problemas. It's a big problem that we can't hear the voice of God. Why? Because how many of you know that we need to be able to hear God's voice because man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord? So how can we hear God's voice Sorry, how can we live on the fresh manna from his mouth if we can't hear it? Samuel, Samuel. You see, for some of us, God has been calling loud. Come back into that secret place with me. Come back into that place of abiding. Come back into that place of resting and being with me because I want to show you some stuff. And we've been so busy, muy ocupando. We get so busy. Is that good? Look at my Mexican friend. He's just nodding. Okay. We get so busy. Oh, this is okay. Occupado. Occupado. Uh, and so we get, it's going well. Um, but we get so busy, and it's like waiting on God takes second place. And I want to say this to you, that I believe that the Father and the Holy Spirit and the Son literally have an appointment time for you every day. They're like, wow, it's 5.15. I'm waiting for Loretta. Where is she? She's still in bed. She's snoring. Let's wake her up. Being silly. 
I believe that the Father has an appointment time for each of us in the day. You go, no, there's no time. And he goes, I will make time, child. I, I will stretch out time so I get to be with you. I will stretch out time. Because yes, we want to be with him in this love connection. But as a result of that, we get our senses exercised. <laughs> She's really out. To discern both good and evil. And then what starts to happen? We start to walk as spirit beings. We start to walk in a place. We start to be able to engage in the realm of the spirit so we can start to see, we can start to feel, we can start to hear what's going on in the spirit world. So when we go next to someone that's suffering with, de- I'm not looking at you, suffering with depression, we don't walk away and go, oh my goodness, I'm feeling so depressed now. I've got so much depression. And God's coming, it's not you. You're a spirit being and you're picking up someone that you walk past. Your realm is like a big Dumbo ear. Your realm is like a big Dumbo ear. Who likes Dumbo? Big ears, little feet. That is who we are as believers. Speak, Lord, for your servant is escucha. See? Speak, Lord, for your servant. It's okay? Escuchan. Speak, Lord. Habla, Señor, por servant is escuchan. See? <laughs> it's good. But this is it. What am I doing? I'm practicing. Why am I practicing? Because I'm moved with. What am I doing? That's a good, actually, it's a good, good lesson. I'm constantly practicing because I know by reason of use, God will give me more. You see, this is what God is going to do with all of us when we come into a place where we prioritize the presence, where we prioritize tabernacling, which is being with Him face to face. Moses met with the Lord face to face as a man meets with his friend. The words Raya, his neighbor. God wants us to prioritize his presence because, yes, we become more like him. We engage him. We learn to activate. We learn to hear his voice. The only way that I learned to hear the voice of God was by spending time waiting for him to speak. That is literally the only way. I used to sit at the bottom of my bed every day, got back from Bible college, sat at the bottom of of my bed and said, I will not go to bed until I hear you speak. So I got a notepad every day for months and months and months and months and months. And then one day... I was, it broke, and then every night before I went to bed, I was able to, some of the time, I didn't hear him, and it was late, and I was like, okay, you're not speaking, obviously. What he was doing in that place, he was actually enabling me to grow something that I didn't have previously. I didn't even have the operating system. So in his presence, he created the operating system. Does that make sense? Why? You're saying, no, but, but my sheep know me, and they hear my voice. But my mind needed to be renewed according to who I'd become to be able to hear him clearly. I had to get rid of all the junk. And by me sitting quietly, he was actually, in secret, removing a lot of the drunk, uh, junk. I was getting a lot of deliverance. And then suddenly, I was able to hear clearly. Suddenly, I was able to see clearly. I heard an amazing testimony. How many people have heard Jamie Galloway's t- uh, uh, story of being able to see in the spirit? Yeah, my goodness, awesome. Correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, because I know that you're read the, reading the book. He sat on a chair at night for three months. Three months. So he got a chair in his bedroom, sat down in his bedroom at night and said, I will not get up off this chair until I can see. And he did that over and over and over and over. And then what happened? One night, an angel came into his room and he wrote a book, multiple books on the seeing realm because he literally stayed in a place where he stood in a place of resistance against anything that was not conducive to him not being able to see in the realm of the spirit. And now he's one of the most prominent seers in the world. Well, I'm sure there are many prominent seers. I can't really say that. But what he produces... He produces a lot of material for people to help them see. What did he do? He was resistant, but he was uh, consistent in his 
in his pursuit of the presence of the Lord, in his pursuit of being able to see. He was persistent, and he went after it with a hostile intent, with a radaf. He went after that with a hostile intent and said, I won't get let go. It's nearly like he was wrestling with the angel and saying, I will not let go until you bless me. When I was sitting waiting for the presence of the Lord, or sorry, waiting for the word of God, it was nearly like, I won't go to bed. I won't let go until you bless me. You see, that's hunger. And the hunger equals a level of activation that takes us from partaking of spiritual milk and enables us to start to engage in solid food. And then we start to have our spiritual senses exercised. It makes me laugh sometimes. You know, people go, wow, you just focus. You focus so much on the supernatural. Jesus did. You smoke it. It's full of the book of Acts did. No, you don't. Show me somewhere in the Bible where it doesn't include the supernatural where it doesn't include God speaking to people. Show me, just one place. Because the whole Bible is about God, a spirit, the spirit, the spirit realm engaging with the natural realm. The whole Bible, from, co- from cover to cover. And that's what God is inviting us into in this season. Is that exciting? Good, okay. I'm just going to leave it there. But, but what I want to do is I wanted to just, um, just preempt practicing the presence leads to levels of deliverance. Practicing the presence leads to deliverance. If you are getting delivered in your bedroom while you are practicing the presence of God, if you start to feel things coming off you, go with it. Don't, you don't need to ring Christina. Well, you can't ring her anyway, but you, no one should ring her. Um, don't, you don't need to contact the ministry department. Yes, if things get stuck, and it, just because a demon comes out doesn't mean you need to contact a ministry department. Does that make sense? But... Yes, there's, there's room for that, and we need to do that as well. But a place of worship and practicing the present should cleanse your temple. And that's what I'm going to speak about next time with regards to 1, 1 Samuel chapter 5, or chapter 4 and chapter 5. Because when the glory departs, when there is an Ichabod reality, and the glory departs, where the presence isn't as manifest in our internal world, what starts to happen? Idols start to get manifest. They start to, we start to build idols, which is why God says, keep my temple clean which is you and then when my temple's clean my glory is able to it's literally like the glory of the lord manifests in in an increased way way the more purification or more consecration we have over the temple it's really really important and then we have the ability to see whatever remains there those idols dismantled by the by the by the abiding presence of the lord but let me tell you this there's a time of purification time of consecration and a time of an invitation to abiding with the Lord that is going to literally be unto a place of liberty. There's freedom in this house. It's good to, you know. But is there freedom in this house? So God is saying it's a time for their, it's time now for a new level of freedom in this house. And in conjunction with that, wow, wow, a brand new. I can just feel it right now. There's an invitation to adapt a new lifestyle in God where the presence of the Lord itself, himself, the presence of the Lord, reading the word, being with God is the top priority and takes priority over everything else. And from that place of actually abiding, lying down, where, the, where, the, where in the presence of the Lord, we will literally hear a voice saying our name, calling out. We'll say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He goes, good, I want to tell you some stuff at which both of the ears of Israel or the people of God or whatever it is will tingle. I actually want to bring you into a, place, a secret place with me where I start to reveal some of my secrets to you. Come up here and I will show you what must take place. 
And so it only comes by adapting or incorporating the pursuit of the presence of God in our world. It's a generation of Jacob. Can we just put up um, uh, Psalm Psalm 24 from verse 1? We're just going to read this psalm together, then we're going to do communion. Is everyone okay? Who's ready to have Dagon dismantled? You're going, hold on, do I have a fish fish demon in me? Mm Mm-hmm, probably. Don't look it up. You're like, are you saying, what are you saying? The shoe fits. Okay, all right. So the earth is the Lord's and, who, and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. Okay. For he established it on, upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Hmm, interesting. Ooh. Okay. Who may ascend into the holy hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted his soul up to falsehood or to an idol, or nor has sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob. Selah, pause and meditate on that. Selah means pause and meditate. This is the generation of those who seek him, those who seek your face. Your face will I seek, Lord. This is really, really important. Face to face. I want to see your face. Okay, we'll turn off the movie and engagement. Practice the present. Okay, uh, next. Okay, lift up your head, O gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Where is the King of glory coming in? Through us. Is that a supernatural reality or a natural reality? Both. It's you are in the natural world, but that supernatural, you don't look much like a gate. Don't look at Henry and go, my goodness, you just look like a big iron gate. You're a gateway of heaven. Angel, it literally, Jesus literally said, you think that this is amazing, what I said about Nathaniel. You will see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's actually saying that all of us are Jacob's ladders, which is a spiritual reality that releases through us onto the earth into the natural reality of earth. Lift up your head, O your gates, to be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. And this is the, 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 the poignant word for where we're moving into. Who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. You see, we are in a war. The Lord, mighty in battle. We are in a war. And the Lord is saying, we will not engage the war effectively if we don't know who we are and how we are or called... Uh, don't know who we are, but, and don't engage with the supernatural spirit world that we are called to be able to partner with. And this is the first part of the process. And we've been talking about this for ages in the new word. But this is truly the invitation. Not to live in a natural way. Not to, we've dwelt down here way too long. It's time for us to engage those spaces. But it starts... With, yes, we're ascending the hill of the Lord, but ascending the hill of the Lord starts by spending time in his presence. Starts by worshipping. Starts by praising. You don't just ascend. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing tonight? I'm going to ascend the hill. See ya. <laughs> how are you going to ascend the hill? What does it look like? How, does it, how do you get into the elevator? Who's had dreams about elevators? How many people? Uh, only two people. Uh, really? Okay. Okay. Right. How many people have dreamt about elevators? 
How many, how many people your elevator got stuck? Just me. Okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> There'll be more dreams about stuck. No, like the power of suggestion, you leave here tonight and go, I had four dreams about elevators. Um, I had a vision of Field of Dreams. And I saw, and that's for this church specifically, but, but as I said, for, invited for anyone that's here, you know, in general. And I saw this, uh, in the middle of the stage, I saw a gold lift. And I saw the doors closing of the lift. Doors closing. <laughs> and what was interesting is some people watched and the doors closed and the, the elevator whoosh, literally shot up right to the top and then let people out and then came back down again. And some people, no one here, no one here. Some people were standing here and going, wow, that looks a bit risky. That looks a bit risky because they realized that in order to get in there, they had to squeeze. It actually cost them a level of comfort to be in the lift. And some people were sitting here and I'm never going in there. You've got to squeeze in there and I would be uncomfortable to get into that lift. And I felt the Lord say, I'm dealing with comfort. And for those people that choose to remain in their comfort zone, they will never ascend and occupy those heavenly places. You see, this is very, <laughs> okay. this is a very exciting time. And what we need to do, will behoove us more than anything, is to just incline our ear to what the Lord is saying for us, to listen to what he's asking us to do, adhere to those things, be people of a shamaha, to incline our heart to say, yes, Lord, whatever it is, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, to hear and to obey, and then to allow him to make any internal necessary adjustments that we need to both be activated, to be fine-tuned, to be trained, to be able to engage the spirit world, but also to be able to let go of any earthly and worldly comfort, to be able to squeeze into that lift, to be able to occupy the heavenly spaces that we were always born to occupy. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together, amen. Awesome. Can we put the pads on? Is everyone all right? Now, we, we were doing some minimum moving. And everyone sat down for a minute. So can everyone just stand up? We'll just do communion standing up and then we'll go. And that's everyone in here unless you are a cripple. And if you are a cripple, we'll pray for you in a minute. So everyone standing up. Awesome. to just do this around communion just say Father in the name of Jesus create within me a Shema heart just as Solomon prayed Holy Spirit I ask you to engage my internal world to flood my temple with your presence and help me to train in your ways through abiding in your presence. I choose today to let go of levels of comfort, to let go of the kingdom of comfort, to embrace the kingdom of God, to embrace true comfort in the Holy Spirit. So right now, I say yes to the adjustments needed to enter the lift
to ascend the holy hill of the Lord and to incline my heart to your word as I practice your as I practice your presence in Jesus name and everybody said amen you can take communion say this, and I know the people are still abiding or whatever else, but, but did we have the Tabernacle of David opened here. Please do come along in the evenings and just spend time in the presence. If you, Otherwise, just do it at home. If it's your day off, guys, my day off, I'm going to practice the presence of God on your day off. The most refreshing thing ever. No better, no better, way, to, no better way to be refreshed than practicing the presence of the Lord. challenge for, for people this week and it's a really easy challenge who wants a challenge four of you want a challenge the rest of you are like nah I'm alright I don't, I, don't, I don't need the challenge and it's a really simple one it's something we do we do a lot my challenge is this is this is ask the Lord if there is one thing that he wants you to take away from your world in order to create more space for you to be able to engage with his presence Ask the Lord if there is one thing that he wants you to take away from your world in order to create more space for you to engage in his presence, being able to abide in the place or tabernacle with him, to lie down where the Ark of the Covenant is that represents the presence of the Lord, the manifest glory of God. Ask him. And when you hear something, let me tell you this, he's not backwards and coming forwards, you will hear it loud and clear. And most of you will trigger your behinds off because it'll be the very thing you don't want to do. Trust me. And you go, yes, Lord, anything. What, do you, what are you saying? And then you just hear, Netflix. And you're like, no, no, I rebuke you right now. And then you, and then you, and he's like, Netflix. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then an angel comes into your, you, you know, your bathroom and goes, the Lord says Netflix. And you're like, I can't hear you. And then you walk into another room and you hear, you know, Jesus himself appears with the holes in his Netflix. You know, I don't know what that is. I'm hallucinating because I haven't drunk enough water. I'm telling you right now, I dare you to do that this week. I dare you to do that tonight. Because it will revolutionize your ability and capacity to be activated and have your spiritual senses exercised to be able to discern both good and evil and to be able to, to, to engage with who you really are as a mature son of God. So good. Straddle two realms. Amen. So good. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. Have a great dinner. And we look forward to seeing you again on Tuesday night. Uh, the, 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 the Spanish guys will be here Tuesday night. They'll lay hands on most people again. It's going to be a wild night. Uh, uh, I said most. A wild night. So please do come along. It's going to be fun. Bless you. Amen.